Yeah, well, my child will probably come in after she's up from her nap, so that's why we, we got to get moving. She's up at like four, so. Okay, okay let's, let's get it going, so. Uh, this is going to be so-called episode two of FC Wonder Kid podcast, uh, here with me, Bryce, and Brett in the, uh, in, in the other side. How are you, Brett? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's, uh, it's busy, so let's get to it, right? For sure. So our first topic is going to be Julian Nagelsmann to Bayern Munich. What are your thoughts on it? Felt like it was a uh, it was bound to happen, and uh, I'm I'm a little surprised it happened the way it did, uh, as quickly as it did. Um, I mean, you've got uh, I th- I've heard something like 25 million, 30 million yep. euros, um, all to land a 33 year old, uh, and obviously a well proven one coming up from Hoffenheim, then going to uh, to uh, RB Leipzig and, and turning them into uh, you can almost call them a powerhouse now. Yeah. Um, and, and doing so with a uh, rotating cast of characters. Uh, I'm just impressed that, that Byron, I, I don't know if it's called impressed, but uh, I'm, that, that's a lot of money for a manager um, that I don't know if they expect them to be there for the next five, 10, 15, 20 years, but it, it's got champions league written all over it. That's what they want again. So for sure. for uh, what, sure are what are your for thoughts? What are your thoughts? So like if, uh, I think it's a five-year to ten-year project because I don't think Julian. I think Nagelsmann he expected the offer. Should I say this though? Because like he's so young, he's like the right man for the right position, you know. And I think it's twenty million with five million in bonuses. So, is it uh, is it a good deal? I think it is. I think Bayern are getting a, a manager that actually knows new players are coming in. Upamecano. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have a, I'm, I'm with good spirits of it. And if Byron gets Julian Nagelsmann, it's with one thing in mind: it's the Champions League, because I don't think it's a one-year project. It's for sure thinking, uh, thinking, and thinking long term. And you got an Upamecano now, Lucas Hernandez with Alaba leaving, is going gonna, gonna to be Upamecano and Lucas Hernandez. Then you got Alfonso Davis. Mm-hmm. Look how Angelino looked mm-hmm. with Julian Nagelsmann. Now yeah. let's imagine how Alfonso Davis is going to look with Julian Nagelsmann. That's true. So that, that is very exciting to see. Plus, instead of a Werner, Lewandowski. <laughs> so uh, I'm Slight very... Upgrade. That's a slight upgrade. Slight, yeah. So I'm very excited to see what's gonna what's gonna happen at Bayern Munich. But I am excited to see what's gonna happen too at RB Leipzig now that Julian Nagelsmann's leaving and who's arriving? I think it's uh, an American, right? It is an American. This is this is a a big moment for for American managers because uh, th- there was no real reason for them to be respect- respected on the world stage and. Uh, it remains, it remains to be seen what Jesse uh, will do, obviously, at Leipzig. So I, I know that's a harsh statement um, to say that there's no real reason for American coaches to be respected, but it's simply because there hasn't been uh, many, obviously, to come from Major League Soccer. Uh, Major League Soccer has only been around since 1996, and um, Jesse Marsh is one of the first transplants. Uh, and uh, I, I'm not going to say it was seamless, but but him stepping out of the, the comfort zone, uh, hell, learning, learning German, uh, going to Salzburg, uh, integrating new talent, 
Um, guys like Dominic, I'm going to kill his last name, uh, Sobeschlei, uh, guys like Pats and Daka and Brendan Aronson more recently. Uh, but in Major League Soccer, he won the equivalent to being top of the table, the equivalent to um, essentially winning the Scudetto. The issue is, is that, of course, it being America, uh, you got to have playoffs after that. So in, in Major League Soccer, you have Supporters Shield and then you have um, the MLS Cup. And he did win the Supporters Shield, uh, which is the best record in MLS, uh, which is pretty good. That's, uh, but that's there's no real history of managers. So he's the first. He's kind of uh, paving the way. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Mm. Yeah, I'm actually really, really hyped to see the reunion between Dominic and Jesse March. Because for someone who only checks the stats and sees the highlights, um, the numbers that he was putting up at uh, Red Bull Salzburg were absolutely insane. And Mm -hmm. he is the catalyst for Hungary being in the same group as Portugal. So Portuguese fans, watch out for this Dominic kid at Hungary. He's really good. And he, he hasn't been playing at RB Leipzig because of injury. But when he starts to get consistent minutes... Oh boy, oh boy. He might be the best under under 22, under 23 player in the Bundesliga next season. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. Yeah, and, and he had to wait his turn at Salzburg as well. You know, he mm-hmm. wasn't he wasn't a shoe-in right away. Um and but you have targets there like uh and Daka and Enoch Mwapu and uh Seiku Koita, I think his name is. Yes. Um just some real good offensive firepower. It's gonna be really interesting. Uh, when he's healthy, and, and let's hope that that's soon. I don't know if he'll be back at 100% for the Euros, but, man, do I hope so for Hungary's sake. Um, but he is a guy that I think they're – him and Donny Almo um, are two that can be the architects um, uh, for for a Jesse Marsh team for years to come. Uh, and then you've you got to obviously rebuild the center of defense. But from – not to get off on a tangent, from Marsh's perspective – um, he's ridden that pipeline up, you know, uh, from Red Bull, New York to Red Bull Salzburg to Red Bull Leipzig. Um, he is doing something that no man- American manager has ever done. And that is, uh, that is intriguing to say the least. Uh, and we obviously all here would like to see it go well because he is a man of his players. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the locker room footage of him winning the cup, uh, but it is hysterical. Uh, because he's dancing, he's busting a move to uh, Sweet Caroline um, and just enjoying the moment, probably more so than most of the players. Um, so so him in a Bundesliga setting is going to be a lot of fun uh, for people to watch because he's got a personality and he is hungry to learn. He might he might be bringing pa- uh, Daka to RB Leipzig. I wouldn't be surprised because I, I have here Daka's numbers and in the Austrian league, Pats and Daka has... 23 games, 24 goals, and five assists. Yeah. I don't know about you, but that is Al Haaland esque numbers. Yeah. Like unfolding right yeah. before us. So maybe Dortmund. Dortmund might think, oh, we got Haaland from there. We might as well just get Taka too if he's yeah. the second coming of Haaland. Well, yeah. If, if someone comes in with a 150 million uh, euro bid for Holland, they might have to uh, spend a fraction of that on DACA. But yeah, you have to remember Jesse Marsh was also there for Holland. You uh, know, uh, and... we can do update of the week on Holland. Who do you think is going to get him now? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I, you, you like doing that a whole lot more than I do. <laughs> I, 
I honestly have no clue. And we, we all know that it, there's probably only what five clubs that can actually afford them. If that's yes. no, so. Yeah. I'd, I'd say less three because he'll, he'll ask for 35 million, 35 million a year. So unreal, <laughs> but, but let's go back to, let's go back to Nagelsmann because I don't sure. think we spent enough time on him. Um, it's, it's not going to be uh, as easy as you think if every year the Bundesliga is, is a foregone uh, expectation. It is, a, it is a conclusion. It needs to happen. It is basically just like breathing air in Germany now. You have to win the Bundesliga. Um, with it being the Champions League, it gets a whole lot harder, does it not? I mean, I, yes. I don't know how else you're supposed to be. Um, is it bringing the kids through? Um, and giving more guys like Jamal Musiala or, or bright, airy and by um, more of a chance. I don't think so. So if it's just the champions league, how, I don't, I don't know. I mean, because you've never seen people win. I mean, even Barcelona, when they were at their prime, they weren't winning the champions league uh, year in, year out. So how do you measure success for Nagelsmann beyond the champions league at Bayern? Uh, I think he needs to win the Champions League because, uh, of course, the Bundesliga. I think yeah. it's going to be like a, a thing that everybody expects Nagelsmann to win. But mm. um, I think Nagelsmann is going to have such a good defense in his first years. He's going to have Alfonso, Upamecano, Lucas Hernandez and Pavard. So I think this these four names I just said are going to be so solid to have yeah. in, a, in his first years. And with Neuer... And uh, Neuer there at the back. Uh, this defense is going to be very hard to pass. And uh, having the liberty up front with even a Goretzka, that now it looks like a completely different player. Oh and maybe, God. I'm going to speculate, because you know I love that speculation, Kamavinga mm -hmm. to Bayern. If that happens for 50 million, Bayern have another bargain deal uh, awaiting. With Upamecano for, was it 35 or 40 million? And now mm -hmm. Kamavinga for, for 50, that is masterclass deals made by Bayern Munich. That, so, that would be. That would be. I am expecting a central midfielder to come because Tolisso, I remember mm -hmm. Tolisso in Lyon, he was so good. I remember when we when we first met, we would we would talk about Tolisso nonstop. We yeah. I even thought he was going to AC Milan next to Kessier. Uh, but Kessier was in Atalanta, Tolisso Lyon. There was loads mm -hmm. of hype with the AC Milan rebuild. I thought you were gonna gonna have that gonna have that that midfield, but uh, it didn't go through. He went to Bayern, but the injuries are just they're it's just it's just so it's, unfortunate, you know. It's upsetting. It is. It is. It and is. there's another kid coming through now that's a, a little bit of a different um, frame, a little bit of a different mindset than uh, Toliso. But uh, Maxon's Cacare uh, at at Lyon is uh, a guy that has uh, it, there there aren't many. Uh, total similarities uh, to them, but he is a guy that's going to be the metronome of he'll, he'll be going for 30, 40 million euros uh, sometime yes. soon in the near future. But back, back to Byron, you're absolutely right about Tolisso and a guy like Camavinga um, who now for two years, you could even say he hasn't had an amazing year this year. And then you remember he's still 18 years old. Yeah. He's still learning, you know, he, he has all the properties um, and all the potential in the world and he's already got the hunger, fire, relentless pressing, decent technical skills. He's got it all in his bag. And it's just a matter of um, being able to step up that level, uh, go to the Bundesliga and 
you join a world-class setting like that. Oh, and by the way, you add a guy like, um, why am I forgetting his name? Kwasi, uh, Tangi, Kwasi back into the mold, get him healthy again. You've got versatility there. Yeah, man, you add Kamavinga, it's going to be really interesting, but, um, yeah. Kamavinga will grow himself as a player next to all these guys. He's going to be mentored. So, Uh, and he, and I do see Upamecano, another French player, coming in. If Kamavinga comes too, he won't feel that added pressure. And you mentioned Tangui Nianzu, really mm-hmm. good PSG prospect, which now he's he's recover he's end of the recovery time. Yep. So people should be expecting expecting to see him too. So very exciting times, in my opinion, to be a Bayern Munich fan. Not as much for to be a Dortmund fan because. <sighs> Uh, but I just wanted to say this Nagelsmann move, I do see it too as a power play by Bayern Munich because sure. they're weakening uh, RB Leipzig a lot. And to go back to your question, uh, I do think Nagelsmann, if he leaves Bayern and he doesn't have a Champions League, I feel I feel like people are going to judge him. Yeah, uh, he, he needs to get it. He needs to get it. And he's going to be given the time. And the money and all the resources that come, the amazing scouting at Bayern, all the resources that the club has for him to win. And he feels yeah, but, the, he, he has to feel the pressure. Oh, and and, and here's, here's what he doesn't have to do, though. All he has to do is put, put all of the coaching and the fitness duties uh, in the hands of Leon Goretzka. Uh, have Goretzka take hold of uh, anyone that comes in. Um, show them uh, his lifting regimen. Um, and he'll have an army of, uh, of super soldiers in no time. Goretzka's um, huge. How did he, he, got so, he got so huge in the space of a year. I don't like, know, man. But Musiala is going the same same trajectory. If you look at a picture of him at the beginning of the year versus him now, um, it, it's it's like he's been eating 15 burgers a day. Um, did you see like the uh, – what I love about Jamal Musiala is actually going to Twitter and seeing mm-hmm. those photos that are saying that he's training – after after the training session with the team, he's improving his finishing. He's with I think it was close. He had a one to one session to improve his finishing after the 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 main team training session. So I'm really excited to see like that Jamal Musiala is willing to learn, mm-hmm. and I feel like a youngster with uh, with his age like 18, right? Yeah, he's that's that's all you need. All you need like his willingness and the talent, and he has it. So he does, he does, he does. And it's, it's amazing. It, it, it is amazing because we're not even, we're sort of glossing over how successful that Byron Academy is too. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the other guys that will, could be coming through. And I, I guarantee in Nagelsmann turns one, two of them into really good complimentary uh, players next year. And a guy like Torben Rhine, um, uh, or bright, bright Aryan by who, uh, I believe also has, I believe he was born in England maybe. Um, but he also has dual nationality there. Um, just, I, I'd imagine Nagelsman is going to be able to turn one of them in and to become the next Musiala. Uh, but that's that. Yeah. Musiala's trip, uh, and Avenue to Byron is a whole nother story for a whole nother podcast sometime. Uh, but you did mention a certain age. And I know one of the things we wanted to do is maybe um, it's a tough question to ask. And it's, it's purely opinion, obviously there's no right answer. I'd imagine. Uh, but if you had to pick your top five, 18 year olds, let's pick on the 18 year olds this time. If you had to pick your top five, uh, 18 year olds right now, 
um, who would it be? Who would they be? Uh, well, do you want from uh, so number one for sure? I'm saying Hanzu Fati, okay, because I know the injury is is having a um, a, it's it's it wasn't it, the timing of the injury was so unfortunate because he was like with he was with these unreal numbers for a 17 year old at Barcelona. But yeah. my list would be number one, Fati, two, Jude Bellingham with the coldest wow. celebration in the Champions League history of a youngster. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Number three, Pedri. I'd go Pedri because Pedri has stepped up for Barcelona immensely and I wasn't expecting it to be so fast. Mm-hmm. And the link up with Messi, mm, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, four, I'm going to say Camavinga. Camavinga. Okay. I, I, because of the Camavinga I saw last year, I'm mm-hmm. mainly because mm-hmm. he was so good in Liga. Uh, last season, and he was one of the main reasons, one of the catalysts for them to go to the Champions League. Yeah, and having the the money to sign a Jeremy Doku, which is 18 years old too. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna put at number five, uh, Florian Ritz, uh, oh, because okay. yes, 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 I do see a very good future for Florian Ritz because uh, I think I'm not saying he's the next Harvard, which. Harvard's could be one of the kid of the week. I'm just saying, uh, but uh, uh, but Virts is uh, he's very he's technically gifted. His vision and timing, you know, that's what I love to see with a cam, a youngster, sure. a, a cam. If his timings of pass of getting the ball, it's all going smoothly. And for for such a at such a young age to look like what you're doing is easy, that is that's one of the intangibles. I, I, like I, I I see straight away, and Florian Wirtz has that. I know it's bold to put him at five ahead of a Jeremy Doku, a Gio Reyna, and all those names, but yeah. I, I feel like he deserves it. Yeah, Fabio Silva, Fabio Silva too, Fabio Silva. He, that's he that's right. Him. No, no Portuguese in there, and you also didn't say Nuno Mendes. Nuno Mendes and Nuno Mendes. Well, pretty surprised. If if if. Ah, yeah, you got me there. I should have said Nun Minge maybe just to, to up the, the Portuguese stock. But uh, I do, and he is one of the best left-backs, in uh, under 20 left-backs in the world. But I just wanted to, I, I feel like these five, long-term, are going yeah. to be insane. Highest ceiling, highest ceiling, yeah. for sure. And uh, I, I mean, I was going to save you there because technically, I don't think Jude Bellingham has turned 18 yet. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. No. So he's actually ahead of his game. He is so. oh, he for sure is ahead of his game. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, well, and and you're also not you, you have no uh, flair for the drama. You started with one and went down to five. That's not how it's supposed to work, Alex. Come on, um, <laughs> five. All right, here's my five. Five. Uh, I'm gonna go. We're, we got to have some differences here, but I'm gonna go with Ryan Gravenberg. Um, it believe it or not, it. He was handed the keys to the midfield uh, Ajax this year, uh, and he really wasn't that good uh, for some stretch of the year. Uh, in fact, you know, Ajax fans will tell you that the promise was always there, the physicality, the, the, um, the IQ, the vision. Uh, consistency was definitely off for a good, good uh, part of the year. But, man, did he really put it together in the uh, end of the Eredivisie um, uh, yeah, near, nearing the end of the Eredivisie season, and he, he capped off a, a very good season um, with, I believe it's their 35th Eredivisie title, right? Um, 
and and there he is, you know, center. He pretty much runs the show, and it's uh, pretty awesome to see. But it's also nice to have guys like Dusan Tadic and um, uh, Anthony and all those uh, that that cast of characters around him. Uh, so Gravenberg's five for me, um, and he, that's over Camavinga for me, which is interesting. But with Camavinga, yeah, if we were basing him off of last year's form, Camavinga would be in there, uh, and he probably should be four, five, maybe even three. I don't know. This is why it's so damn hard. But four is Musiala for me, um, just because to to go to a to go to a setup like Bayern and work your way in, uh, and to go basically for free, right? Yeah there for free and work yourself into um the the, the type of uh, uh good graces he worked himself into with Hansi Flick uh and show what he has shown in the limited minutes he's received so far uh it just the you, you see like the tight dribbling tight dribbling the um he's pretty relentless uh he is uh, has a flair for the theatrics um, and can do some things that just you don't you don't expect from it from an 18 year old uh, I'm excited to see now that he's got his international future decided. I'm excited to see what he can obviously bring uh, from here on out and working uh, more in that setup and working now with Nagelsmann. So three, and this might be a little high, and there's definitely a little bias mm. there. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Gio Reyna. Um, mm. A lot of that has to do with the fact, uh, same way Musiala uh, is up there. He, he did not walk into this this 11. He did not walk into the 18 at at uh, at Dortmund. Um, but he is, if you, from an American perspective, um, he is taking Christian Pulisic, who is widely, you know, seen as, uh, has the potential to be the best U.S. player of all time, okay? Um, and he is essentially matching, if not exceeding, his numbers uh, at Dortmund so far. Uh, and... More so, I'm putting him there because of the potential. I mean, he's okay. he's strong for his age. He's tall. He's uh, fast. He's technical. Uh, again, he's he's learning uh, as he goes. But he is he does not look out of place in any way, shape, or form. Definitely got tired earlier in the year. But I mean, obviously, there's a little bias there. But you gotta agree a little bit with Reina, right? I agree. I agree. no, I, I don't agree with Reina above Wirtz, but right. I do respect your choice and. I do think Giorena is going to be a talented. It's going to nurture, nurture himself to a fantastic player in the future, for sure. Good. All right. Well, two. This is where my um, controversy comes in, and this obviously has to do with yes, him being injured. Uh, Ansu Fati is is my two. Um, not because he doesn't have the the potential. Not because he wasn't flipping amazing uh, in what we've seen. But a lot of that has to do with. Uh, he's not going to be back for a while. He's just not. And I, I don't know. I would hope that because he's so young, because he's uh, resolute and, and resilient, I'm, I'm hoping that he gets back to where he was and then just picks up where he left off. Um, but, but based on how long he's been out, I don't think it's, you know, uh, naive of us. Yeah. I don't think it's naive of us to think that it's going to take a little time. So that's why Pedri is uh, number one for me. Um, okay. And you know, if you saw him with Las Palmas, um, he, he had, I think they played him on the wing sometimes. They played him, he's got versatility that Bayern, uh, Bayern goodness, that Barcelona has used. But mostly uh, what I've been impressed with him about is he's got, he's got the dribbling, he's got the vision, the IQ, all that good stuff, right? All that football manager attribute um, stuff that we like to throw around. 
But the biggest thing that I, I have been enjoying with Petri is uh, his improvement on his defensive game. Okay. Um, yeah, obviously being in the Barcelona setup, uh, you are expected to relentlessly press. Um, and that is not something he necessarily did at Las Palmas, but he is everywhere. Um, or he tries to be everywhere. Uh, he is not the finished product in any way, shape or form. He's small. I think that's probably Napoleonic complex thing working here. Small guy, like in another small guy. Um, but you know, his balance, uh, everything is improving. He's obviously learning from, uh, one of the best and, one of the best, if, uh, let's be honest, he's probably the best, uh, but that's a whole nother show. Christian, too. Christian. Yep. Christian. Uh, yeah. 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 We, we will, we'll fight about that later. Uh, but Pedri is one that I'm incredibly excited because they are, they're going to hand over that. That is his, that is his team from here on out. I, it remains to be seen where they're going to go with it. Uh, but he is just, he's got all the qualities, man. He's good. Well, how do you think the Barca midfield is going to look in three years? Moriba, Pedri, Frankie? Is that how you you think it's going? I think there will be another piece added um, for sure. I, I just don't know who. I haven't really thought about it. And we're rapidly approaching silly season again. So um, it, it's tough. It's tough. Wijnaldum's to going there, right? Wijnaldum's going to Barcelona, right? Oh, is that definite? Uh, I think that was Com one of Coleman's demands. I'm not okay. sure. And, I'm, and I did see some comments saying, Gravenberch to Liverpool because Gini Wijnaldum is leaving. So if that were to happen too, if Liverpool fans, <laughs> if Liverpool managed to get a grab of Gravenberch, that would be insane too. But That would be. That so would be. like, do you, do you, how do you reckon? Do you think Pedri, it's going to be Pedri, Frankie, Moriba? Or do you have anyone in mind? Is, isn't there a kid like Gavi, Pablo, Pablo Gavi? Yeah, there's, there's Gavi who, it's just how they... How they roll them into the team is—it's never a sure thing. It, it just, at least in the, in these past few years with Barcelona, it's never a sure thing. Uh, let's be honest; they've been forced um, to dig into La Masia um, mm -hmm. and forced to to put these guys—we call you know baptism by fire—forced uh, to put them in these situations. And not surprisingly, these guys are pretty much steel cut. I mean, they're still in a La Liga race, considering. All of the craziness, although they just dropped some major points the other day. Um, it's, yeah, but, I don't know, man. Uh, Mariba, uh, I got problems uh, with them not using Trincon, though. Like, even if it, it like they buy Trincon for 30 million, Abel Ruiz goes the other way, and Abel Ruiz is doing a phenomenal job at Braga. Yes, yeah. he started a bit bad, but now he's looking set at Braga. But uh, Trincon. He had him. He had, he's had moments at Barcelona, yeah. like uh, moments uh, these sprints in which nobody can because he's got phenomenal technique. No one can even touch the ball, and but there's no consistency, you know. And I I feel like even U.S. fans must be getting a bit annoyed with Conrad not playing, uh, and seeing the the transfer of Trincao is like it's kind of a yeah. Conrad, you might need to to think going going somewhere else or or alone or yeah. even alone. Uh, um, I, I think I think if he leaves, it'll be permanent and it'll be. Um, uh, I don't think they're going to get in his way, uh, mm. Conrad. I could see him in the Bundesliga um, doing some good things, and he's he's still putting goals in. I think he's got 15 goal involvement goal involvements for the uh, for Barcelona B. Um, but yeah, there's another guy we're not even talking about because he's another one that's on the outside looking in, and that's Ricky. Right. 
Ricky Puig. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you see, another one. Another La Masia talent, you know? But Puig, in my head, he should have left. He should yes. have left. And every year that passes by is another year you could have left. You know, I don't see, I don't see it happening. I feel like it's unfortunate, but his size... Yeah. Like, you already have Pedri. Mm-hmm. So, Puig, I think you should have gone to Bayern when you had the chance. Like, or it was Ajax. last... Or, or, Ajax. I would have... I would love to see Ricky Puig at Ajax. Yes. That, that would be pretty cool. And and, and if Gravenberch leaves, yeah. which just slots it... He wouldn't play as a six. Do you think he'd play as a six or an no. eight? I think he'd go at eight, right? Probably, yeah. You'd have Nassiu Nuvar, maybe... Sonche Anson coming up. Brian Brian Broby now. Oh, yeah. we didn't speak about Brian Broby in the Jesse March. So we're yeah, going to see a, a link up there too. So that's why we might not see Daka going to RB Leipzig because they got Brian Broby there. So I, yeah, I didn't think still, still a talent, man. That Broby doing what he's doing in the last, uh, I think, in how many minutes? He's got five or six goals. Europa League um, Fino. Europa yeah. League Fino. Yeah. Well, it's it remains to be seen. Obviously, uh, to go back to La Masia, uh, you know these these talents they they can leave, they can do their do their thing, and then uh, ultimately uh, Barcelona could come calling again, just like in Eric Garcia. Um, but I don't has that even been finalized? The Eric Garcia move back. To I Barcelona? saw Fabricio. I saw Fabricio saying the. I didn't know if he said here we go, but he pretty much said that like it's until twenty twenty five or twenty twenty four. They got yeah. a deal. And Laporta really wanted Eric Garcia to come back. So, uh, but I I do feel like in the future, we might be seeing the league going to Barcelona. I, I know that this is going to be uh, putting putting uh, putting oil to the fire, but I do think Frankie de Jong will have a talk with him and say, look, we got something growing here. We got the money and when they're in a better financial position. Right. I think the center-back position will have... Minguesa. And Ronald Araujo are doing a good job. And I think Ronald Araujo, I've said it in the podcast, one of the best young centre-backs in the world. So, Delict and Ronald Araujo, I, th- I feel like in the future, in three, three, four years, I think that might happen too. So, we might be talking of a, a team with Ronald Araujo, Delict, Moriba, Pedri, Frankie, Fati, all these names. I don't know about you, but I think Barcelona fans should be confident with the rebuild. So it's just whether or not uh, Kuman is the guy to uh, to lead them. Um, so that that again, that's a whole nother question. Xavi is it Xavi? Yeah, it could be, could be. Yeah. But I mean, mm. let's let's be honest. I mean, uh, Xavi, uh, he's in. Is it UAE? Where is where is he at? Where's he's, he he, oh yeah, he's he's uh, yeah he's in the uh, in the uh, Arab country, but I'm not sure. I I don't follow. I don't yeah. follow the league, so. Well, see, that's the thing is we all know he was a phenomenal player. We all know how cerebral he was um, and just otherworldly at times. But does that actually translate to a good I think he's breaking records there, though. And I did see some highlight videos of they're saying, like, new tikataka, Chavi, the new mastermind of, like, something crazy happening. So I don't think he's doing a a bad job. And this is very important, too, I think. Uh, the new if Coleman were to leave, I think Laporta would bring in someone that would know the club, that would know the staff, 
that would know the facilities, that would know how to be a Barcelona player, you know? Yeah. And I think I think that would happen, yeah. I think uh, Guardiola even, uh, I don't know. We're guessing. We're guessing. It, it, it's a guessing game. But it is, it is fun to talk about how much talent and how it feels like that rebirth could be helped along if you get – you just got to give those guys the window you're giving them. Um, and it is nice to be nice to see Pedri and, and them getting, I mean, Pedri hasn't even been, been at uh, Barcelona for what a year. A year. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Unbelievable. 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 For sure. Yeah. I, I thought he wasn't going to play straight away. Yeah, I didn't think so either. And I thought they would have been completely uh, in the right mind not to play him right away, but it just so happens. Um, yeah, he's 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 got all the confidence and the backing in the world. It sounds so. We'll see. I had I had like I know this is going to be out of nowhere, but I I, I had a, a hot take that I really wanted to say on the podcast. Okay. And I was seeing some like comments on TikTok that were mentioning uh, yeah. who is the best center back in the world and and all that. And is it a hot take to say that if Ruben Dias had gone to Man United, Man United would have won the league? Ooh. Oh goodness, uh, I think so. What, what next to Maguire? I I I think if Ruben Dias had gone to Man United, Man United would have won the league. Interesting. I think so. I think I think that you you and your hot takes. <laughs> because because look at City before Ruben Dias came, they, well, they were absolutely horrible. They needed a new company. Yeah. And that's, a, that's a good hot take though. That is a good hot tech. And he's a, he's another one. If you've looked at pictures of him through the years, um, man, transformation Whoa. he's made too. He went from a skinny little bean pole to, uh, to what he is now. He's a freaking tank. Um, he's always ruthless. Ruben yeah. was always ruthless. Like a yeah. pep. He's like pep. You yeah. don't, if you, if you go past him, he'll make sure you don't go past him again. So yeah. who was he coupled with um, when he was Fair. at Benfica? And what's interesting was that Ferru was actually seen as a better player than him in the academy because Ferru has something that's used and he still is really good at his ball distribution. He was always really good and Ruben would be the 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 tank that wouldn't even (laughs) nobody would pass. So it'd be Ferru Medish. And I think uh, Ruben Diish uh, managed to go to the first team first because he was just ready and he had the confidence to go to yeah. the Benfica lineup, you know. And the moment he st- the moment he went there, he stayed there. And I feel like mentally, he's a very strong player. Even when he arrived at City, you could see it. It's the best decision the club has made. Like you could see, he he, he wanted to step step yeah. up. Yeah, and and step up he did. Um, I mean, I think he's gotta be is is this a hot take to say he is the best center back in the premier league right now mm. well not counting virgil van dyke well yeah uh if, but I, virgil van dyke ain't he, he's not coming back for a while and uh I, I think they gave up what 14 goals in four games before he uh got injured um still, but, but van dyke from last year very clearly um or yeah uh so i i don't know i mean i think if you're talking about a calming effect um, and, and there's just a trust there, um, it's almost you take soccer, football aside, right? And you just kind of push yes. it aside uh, and you look at 
what Diaz has done um, at City. I, I honestly believe he's had one of the most calming effects on a major team um, this whole season in, in any team. Um, yes. And, and the, the guy's only 23. He'd be, he'd be he'd be the signing of the season in the Premier, yeah. in my opinion. And Duke I, Jota, I, Duke Jota could have been, but mm-hmm. he got that injury. <sighs> oh. But all, all these Portuguese, all these Portuguese guys are are in the discussion now. Sure, <laughs> which is fantastic. Well, who who's going to replace the? Um, yeah, who at Benfica could be the next Ruben Diaz? Are there good defensive prospects? Or are they mostly in the midfielder and? Uh, and and you know up top, uh, I'm very excited for uh, Moratu. Moratu, okay. yeah. he uh, he he. I saw him in the uh, the youth league, and whew, re- he's really good with his feet. Super strong, knows where to be. Never a liability on defense. I f- I think he might be the an option in the future for Benfica, and we all know George Zuz. Loves Brazilian Brazilian players, where he brought Everton, Elton Light, all mm. these Brazilian players. So uh, I think Muratu, he's he's not he's not being talked a lot, which I'm surprised, but I think we might be seeing him in the future. Muratu. Okay. Yeah. He's already made his uh, he's made his debut or no? Uh, I feel like last season he he played some minutes for the first team, but he, he's like Paul Bernard, Paul Bernard, Murat, Ronald Camara. Expect to see them all in the first team, like cool. in my, yeah, every yeah. weekend. But Ronald Camara, I did see some news. He's going to get a contract extension. Don't know if it's okay. true, but I do think it's a wise decision for him to stay at Benfica. Yeah, he, yeah, I, really I, good. I want to see more of him. I, I've only, uh, I've only been able to experience uh, his upcoming at Benfica through you. Yeah, but he he scored he scored uh, in the youth league at fifteen, I think. I'm not wow. sure. So that's one hell of a stat to have. Ronald Camara, he's promising. Uh, but he but he stopped. Befica uh, stopped playing him, I think, because of all this contract extension. I think they had, they were having problems. Uh, so he was set aside. But I think I think now everything's going to um, is going to place and. We might be seeing again finally Ronald Camara playing every weekend, which he deserves. He's really good. He's yeah. really good. And and we're all missing out if we don't get to see him. So exactly, know. we we want to see the best talents playing. So sure. <laughs> well, we are talking about Portuguese talents and all that, and I would love to talk about a Portuguese talent coach, Ruben mm-hmm. Amorim. Which, how do you see Ruben Emery from being a soccer fan in the States or football? Yeah, so he, just from knowing where he's been, I mean, he wasn't that successful of a player, correct? He, he was a good CDM. He was a good okay. player to have. He All was right. a good player to have. Role player, if you will. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, you know, in just looking at the, the pedigree, you can, you can say um, – you look at him on paper or you look at his Wikipedia or something. Uh, there's nothing really there that jumps out and says, yeah, this guy is, you know, the next Jose Mourinho, the next special one, the whatever. Um, but ultimately uh, he was given a chance um, and obviously took it at, at Braga. Uh, and I do remember, I think you put it well, the the last podcast, our first, first podcast. Yeah. Our first podcast. Yeah, let's, let's say first. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, you put it well the last time saying, uh, you know, people will stand up and pay attention if you throw out a scoreline like 7-1. And I do actually remember going, okay, who's coaching this? You know, who's coaching this team? Uh, who's in there? The, the, I don't know how they say their last name. Horta? Ricardo Horta and Ricardo and, Horta. Oh, yeah, and really there were player. there were a couple other really good players. Obviously, Trin, Trincao uh, was there too. Uh, but it made me pay attention as an outsider to essentially the you know the league in in Portugal. Um, and I do remember the name. And then what he's done with Sporting, I was not surprised uh, that it is it is him relying on uh, well, he's relying on youth talent. I mean, Nuno Mendes. Would you have said at the beginning of the year? Uh, that he was going to be the breakout star of the year? No, and I wouldn't say Pedro Polk would be the best right back in Liga right. Nosh, and he is. Yeah. And yeah, sure. one thing that's very good is that Ruben Amri has the best fullbacks in Liga Nosh. That is Sporting, has Nun Mendes and Pedro Polk. Those two are the best duo in Liga Nosh in fullbacks, for sure. That, yeah. this, that's not, no discussion there. But... I, you were you were mentioning like you don't see anything like in Wikipedia very special. So I'd love to tell you like what Ruben Amri has special. Yeah. And what I notice is the team management he does is unbelievable. Uh, first of all, he's always smiling. Uh, I always see him with a positive vibe, good energy, good energy with the players. And I feel like with youth talents, he must show so much security talking and confidence that you need that with youth players. And I I feel like he just, he made a, a, the choices of the team were so well done. He brought Palinha back from Braga, mm -hmm. uh, which Palinha, he's, he's, he's a very good CDM. You're for sure going to listen about Palinha. He's going to the Euros. João Palinha is a very good CDM. Then he trusts Nunmenge at left back. He gets Poch. He gets Pot. He gets Nun Sanch. He, mm -hmm. he doesn't spend big too. This is what I love about Ruben Emery. He doesn't spend big. He got 6.5 million pots, 50%, I know. But that's a, that's a good deal. Nun yeah. Sanch, I can't remember how much it was. But I think it was 4 or 5 million. Hmm. Uh, Fedal for free. Uh, Hadan for free. Really good keeper. Showing security to the youngsters like Gonzalo Inacio. So Gonzalo Inacio, Coach, Fedal. Really yeah. He just made the right... He picks the team so well. And Tiak Tomash, that's another player at the start of the year. I wouldn't... I, I didn't think he would just lash out and be a starter. And yeah. he stepped up. Tiak Tomash has stepped up. Noon means in Tiak Tomash, there's so much recognition. And Ruben Amri is doing a phenomenal job by developing these players in the right time and the right space. Eduard Quaresma, he's not playing too much now. But trust me, Ruben Amri knows what he's doing, you know? He's... Yeah, that was a name. He he gave him quite a bit of time earlier on in the year, correct? Yes. Earlier on in the season. Yes. And um, Tiago Tomas is one that I didn't know well uh, before the beginning of the season. And obviously everybody thought it was going to be um, uh, Gonzalo uh, Ramos's year, right? To to show everybody what he could do. And and don't get me wrong, he obviously is still... Yeah, he's he's still an immense talent. But uh, the funny thing is, is that the name on everybody uh, everybody's lips is Thiago Tomas, um, and and a you know a little bit older, but a guy like Beto. Um, so it's it is interesting to see what he's done. And you're right, Pedro Pedro Poro um, 
that might be one of the signings of the season. Uh, mm. Probably. Mm. I mean, is I he think... is he on a two year loan or what's the deal there? Did you see Did you see the goal against Braga of uh, Mateusz Nunes? It's very interesting to see that Pedro uh, Mateusz Nunes did like this, and mm. Pedro Por knew that he was he was mentioning go putting the ball forward, and he just the chemistry of the goal against Braga was Pedro Por and Mateusz Nunes. Ah, it was. It's it's what I'm telling you. The chemistry, the vibe of the, of the team, the willingness, the not being scared of playing the youth. You know, I'm going to mention a name, Dario Esugu, 16 mm -hmm. years old. Uh, he, 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 he'd been 16 like six days beforehand. And he was handed a, for, um, he was handed a, star, uh, a debut by, yeah. by, by Ruben Emery. So uh, you did say Tiago Tomás with Gonçalo Ramos, but Tiago Tomás will forever be compared with Fabio Silva. Okay. Because the, um, Fabio Silva was always the player Who, who started for Portugal in his age group. And Tiago Tomás was always like at the back. I'm not... So, and it wasn't... It's not bad being at the back from Fabio Silva at the time. But yeah. we're, he's slowly getting to the same level, you know? Like, Tiago Tomás now... Is, it's, not, it's not too far-fetched to say he's, he's reached it, you know? Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just hope both of them <laughs> go to the moon. <laughs> there's only so many spots on the field. Right. Uh, but it, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I mean, those are three names um, I'm, I'm in tune with. And uh, it's, it's a similar expectation, obviously on our end, seeing a lot of these American names um, get, get hyped. I mean, that's the thing. That's something that I don't think any of us uh, definitely from an American perspective, we are 100% always down for hyping a young player and overhyping a young player. Level, level. Yeah. I mean, we can go back to Freddie Adu if we really want to, but, um, but we have guys, if you told me, if you told me that uh, three, four years ago, a guy named Christian Pulisic would open the floodgates um, and that it would, uh, you'd have Tyler Adams come, Weston McKenney come, Gio Reyna come, all of these players start to really step it up in a world-class level, I would have been over the moon about it, right? And then you tell me that instead of sitting back and resting on our laurels, um, the, the machine starts to actually churn out other names, right? Uh, other names like a Matthew Hoppy at Schalke scoring five goals in the Bundesliga uh, when he really shouldn't have. Uh, you know, it was absolutely a surprise that uh, he was given the chance. He took it. Uh, but guys like Cade Cow, guys like Caden Clark, um, and even other guys, yeah, bringing in guys like Eunice Musa. Um, it is just, it, there's, but there's only so many spots on the field. And uh, it, it's a tough, it's not a business you and I are in, but in terms of talking about these young talents, obviously all of us want them to do beyond amazingly. Um, the issue is, is that they're not all going to be world-class stars, right? They're not. Um, and it's interesting when you say three guys in the same, around the same position, like Tomas, like Ramos and like Fabio Silva, it's going to happen. It's just, I mean, they can all be stars on the club level, but they might, they might not all, uh, we know that they're not all going to be up to their hundred percent potential. And um, this is going to be a hot take because of that, like the Portuguese strikers. Andres yeah. Silva should start for Portugal. Uh, I don't understand how a player that scored more goals than Holland yeah. this season in the Bundesliga 
doesn't even get a chance or any minutes for Portugal. Yeah. That that is I don't understand. Uh yeah. it's I think it's disrespectful honestly to him. Yeah, and, and what what a what a season he put in. I mean, just uh, it, it it was amazing to just see his name on the the score sheet uh day after day after day after day. So it's uh what yeah, credit to him. Do? What more can he do? You know, uh-huh. what could Andre Silva have done at Eintracht Frankfurt to play for Portugal? Nothing. Could have done it for Bayern. That's about it. You know? You uh, yeah. Oh, that, you see, that triggers me. You know, that triggers me so much because he deserves the chance. Yeah. Well, think oh. about who scored the, who scored the um, winning goal for you in Euro. Evan. Eder, 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 Eder. You know, it's just like Andre Silva's the guy you want on the field, right? I don't, he's, yeah. I just want to say. Not that I'm comparing the two, I just. For sure, for sure. But I just want to say, as a Portuguese, as a Portuguese person, Eder is a goat. Like what he did to, to France was one of the best moments in my life. I remember watching that final and saying, Portugal's going to win this and it's going to be a late goal. This isn't going to penalties. And, uh, and I, did I think it was going to be him? Um, he wasn't phenomenal in that game, but I believe it was what, like a quick, quick trap turn yes. and, a, and a fire through traffic. Um, it was just brilliant. I, it was I remember of, that. It was one of the, those moments. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. And when he shoots, the ball goes in. Oh, thank God he shot the ball. It was, oh. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was destiny. The energy. The energy yeah. of Ether scoring the goal. Oh, well, that's actually a good place probably to leave it, right? Because uh, we've For got sure. five weeks left. Five weeks left until the Euros come. Oh yeah, and people should be expecting some live streams on our yeah. end, right? That'd be fun. Yep. Can so... I drink on live streams? Because I want to drink on live streams. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Why not? We don't have any sure. sponsors still, so yeah. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I actually didn't think about that. <laughs> Um, well, that's good. I mean, I know there were some, uh, things you probably wanted to get to, but you want to save it for another time or yeah, you want to go course. into it now? No, we're good. Episode two yeah. wrapped in. 